Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here, as uh, the immensity of this tragedy starts to strike home. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from Harrison Street in Greenwich in Manhattan. Breaking news now on 1010 Winds. And we'll be getting more from Lisa on 1010 Winds, WINS New York, and Infinity Broadcasting Station. The day of a terrible tragedy. Terrorists are striking the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. It is not a good morning in New York City. Oh, my God, the building fell. Are you there? The building just fell. Which, which building? Oh, my God, the South building, the South building just crumbled from the top. First one plane crashing into the World Trade Center, then uh, a second crashing into the second tower. Is that the building going down? Is that the second building of the World Trade Center going down? Yes, that is the second That is the second tower. That is the second tower. It's a huge plume of smoke that came out of the middle of the building, and then the building just disappeared in the smoke. And that's the way it was sounding. Two planes, hijacked airplanes with passengers aboard, crashing into the Twin Towers and later on the Twin Towers themselves, collapsing down upon some of the rescue workers as well. We do not know how many people died. It could be in the thousands. At least uh, two, 3,000 people have been treated so far, but that is just the beginning because rescue workers have been unable to get in immediately. The buildings are still relatively unsafe. It's going to be a long time we find out the, before we find out the magnitude of this tragedy just in terms of people. We know travel's been very difficult. A lot of areas still sealed off. Let's get some more from Matt Ward. Well, the George Washington Bridge has been once again reopened. Uh, three lanes, three of the four are getting through, coming uh, back uh, to the Jersey side on the upper level. As I look in on the 1010 Winds Jam Cam Network, the Cross Bronx, which had been barricaded off westbound right near the Deegan, also is open, getting up to the George Washington Bridge. So they are letting traffic cross the George Washington Bridge, leaving town. As I uh, watch it live, the Hudson River Tunnel is remaining uh, closed off in both directions, and the Traffic across the East River still blocked off on the Brooklyn-Manhattan-Williamsburg Bridge and the Battery Tunnel as well. There's also a continuing closure of the Queensboro Bridge and the Midtown Tunnel heading into Manhattan, but they are open going back to Queens. Triborough Bridge is still uh, closed off Manhattan-bound side, but the uh, Whitestone and Thrashneck are open in uh, both directions. Meanwhile, on the trains and the planes, well, no flights for the next uh, day up until maybe midday tomorrow all around the nation. Limited service on Long Island Railroad and Metro North trains out of the city and uh, New Jersey Transit, they've been running on it on a load-and-go basis coming out of the city as well. A lot of subway diversions around town, too. I'm Matt Ward, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. Well, it's going to take a long time before the situation clarifies, just in terms of travel itself. The downtown area is a huge mess. The, the collapse of the uh, two uh, towers of the World Trade Center and Number 7 building, which had burned, and then that collapsed. That was a 47-story building. So three major buildings done, a lot of debris, but uh, and also debris all around the area, and dust, and dirt, and a huge mess. But the real story, of course, is still what's inside. How many people might still be alive inside the wreckage? How many people died? Something we simply do not know. The mayor, the governor, been very reluctant to give any kind of speculation about it whatsoever. But keep in mind that those buildings uh, normally have about 50,000 people working there. And then there's the other thousands of people going there for business to the state offices and other commercial businesses, Wall Street type firms, and just people traveling through. Because that's a major... Uh, uh, stopping off point for the subways in that area at the World Trade Center. We just have no idea how many people may have died. It may take us a long time to find out. President Bush is back at the White House. He went directly to the Oval Office. The president had been in Sarasota. He was then flown for security reasons to Louisiana where he taped a message to the country about a two-minute message saying the military was on alert and the U.S. was being tested, but we're going to meet the test. That was the early message. And then he was flown to an air base in Nebraska near Omaha. Then he's back at the White House. He'll be speaking in just about two hours' time. We did hear from Defense Secretary uh, Runfeld a short time ago, as you know or may know, one of the hijacked planes, there were four hijacked planes in all, all loaded with passengers used in this terror attack today. Two here in New York against the Twin Towers. One crashed in Pennsylvania. The other uh, crashed uh, against the uh, Pentagon and we're hearing reports of 100 casualties meaning people injured or dead, but Donald Rumsfeld a short time ago would not speculate or give any indication. He said they're going to check the rosters and see where they are. Now, let's go live to a 1010 Winds reporter, Island LaPalmer. Well, 
Ralph, right now I'm on Church Street, just about six or seven blocks north of where the World Trade Center used to stand. Right now the street here resembles a construction site. There are dozens of dump trucks, dump trucks just standing around parked here. Bulldozers are continuing to roll past. There are also several members of the National Guard down here directing the construction crews, telling them to go south to begin the cleanup. There are also a number of doctors in scrubs walking around, as well as firefighters. Everyone's just covered in the white soot that fell, that billowed out from the buildings that collapsed. There are very few civilians left here. Most people have made their way north and gotten out of here. But Craig is a security guard who's staying on detail at a building on Worth Street. He was on his way to work. He was just moments from entering the World Trade Center at a time when the first plane smacked into it. Every morning, every morning I go through the World Trade Center. And my, like five minutes, I mean, if I would have made it through those doors in the lobby, that would have been it. I would have been, I'd have been a victim. Again, right now, people are just standing around trying to take in and understand what happened here today. The World Trade Center is no longer existing. The uh, uh, enormous death toll. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Winds, live on Church Street. Well, as Eileen pointed out, they're gone. In effect, gone. There might be some uh, shards standing up. And for basically, the two twin towers of the World Trade Center are gone. Uh, first struck by the plane, huge gaping holes, all that smoke and the fire. And then they collapse one after the other. They're gone, as is uh, building number seven. And again, the mayor urging people not to go south of 14th Street tomorrow, telling people not to go south of 14th Street tomorrow, and police evacuating the south part of Manhattan below Canal Street tonight, and there's a major power outage there because of the uh, fire at the uh, number 7 buildings. That knocked out power in that area. Live continuing coverage here on 1010 Winds. It was, uh, it was um, 10 hours ago that we got the awful news about the tragedy unfolding. And uh, just one other note before we go to Steve Kastenbaum, one of our reporters on duty downtown, there have been some reports of explosions in Kabul, Afghanistan. The U.S is saying very clearly it's not involved, this is not retaliation, uh, that it has to do with something internal in uh, Afghanistan, that it has to do with uh, an attack on a rebel general earlier, and uh, this is, has to do with some internal problem in Afghanistan, that the U.S. has not done any bombing there. Now, Steve Kastenbaum, live from uh, downtown. Steve? Uh, uh, Ralph, I'm still uh, down here on Lafayette Street uh, near the uh, Federal Court Building just above City Hall. And still below me, everything below uh, Chambers Street, south of Chambers, is still just blanketed in the thick smoke, still billowing from the fires that many firefighters told me will likely burn through the night and into the morning. A uh, great deal of this fire now coming from where number 7 World Trade Center once stood. One firefighter told me there was a 44,000 diesel fuel tank in the base of the building, and that's what exploded earlier today and uh, helped to fuel the fire and uh, brought the building down. Uh, number 7 World World Trade Center housed the entire intelligence community here in New York City, the ATF, the Secret Service, the FBI, all in that building, as well as the Office of Emergency Management. So uh, that building uh, was is totally gone, no longer standing there. And the uh, World Trade Center Twin Towers, not there either. Uh, one by one, we are hearing some of the uh, thousands of stories that are going to be coming out of this uh, earlier in the day, I spoke to a New York City buildings engineer. When he heard the first explosion, he ran to the World Trade Center to look for his brother who works there. And at that point, he looked up because he heard the plane's engines overhead, the second plane. And he watched in total disbelief as that struck the building and debris fell down on him, struck him in the back of the neck. The police officer who was with him got hit by falling debris. His leg caught on fire. Moments ago, I spoke to another firefighter who had been fighting the blaze for about five hours with his uh, fellow New York's bravest, and he told me uh, of, of the people who were jumping to their deaths from the uh, remnants of the World Trade Center, one of them fell onto a firefighter below, killing him. And it sounds as uh, like an incredible story, but there are dozens upon dozens of similar stories, and we're going to be hearing them uh, in the hours and days to come. Ralph? Well, Steve, it's very likely. We, again, we don't know the figures because a lot of people did get out and, and, and probably are okay. They may have injuries and so on. But there might be really thousands of people unaccounted for at this point, meaning families are really scrambling trying to get some kind of information, and there may not be any information to be had at this point. Absolutely. That is most definitely the case. In fact, uh, speaking of trying to get information, a great deal of the phone service here in Lower Manhattan has been knocked out as well. Uh, there is a very important phone company building right next to Number 7 World Trade Center, and that building houses a lot of the switching equipment. And uh, there is a great fear that if that building were to go up, we wouldn't see phone service in Lower Manhattan for an extremely long time. I also spoke to an emergency medical technician from the fire department who told me they uh, haven't pulled any live bodies out of the rubble in hours 
and he didn't expect that to happen uh, at all. He said it just looked impossible for anybody to survive the devastation down by World Trade Center. Well, that's the big fear, and that's something we'll be finding out as time goes on, and maybe tonight, even as rescue workers are able to get inside, we'll get some indication what it is like inside and just what the devastation is in terms of people. We know what the damage is like. Uh, again, as Steve mentioned, uh, cell phones have not been working, Internet service has been slow in some cases, and uh, and regular land phones getting a lot of busy signals, too. Terry Sheridan has been on uh, duty at St. Vincent's Hospital, where a lot of the injured were taken. Let's see what Terry has for us now. Terry? Okay, Ralph. Well, the governor was here. He came and toured and then thanked the doctors and the nurses who came and volunteered. But the story is that we have not seen any patients be delivered here to St. Vincent's in well over an hour. Uh, hospital officials say that's because after the uh, explosion and collapse of number seven, it was declared, in their words, a hot zone. So for the past, as I would say, past hour, not one ambulance has pulled up with, uh, with anybody coming in. Um, they do say that uh, they are optimistic. They, they are gearing up now for what they're calling for second day uh, trauma. In other words, people who are buried, they're looking for kidney failure, things like that. Um, but yes, there has not been any anybody coming up from uh, the World Trade Center area in uh, past past 45 minutes to an hour. Well, as you pointed out, that's because they rush, wretched workers can't get in. It certainly doesn't mean that there's the flow has stopped of injured. That is correct. But they're, they're, they're down there. They're trying to get to them. But, um, again, as far as the flow goes, there's no one winding up at the end place, which is that, right here at St. Vincent. And that is Terry Sheridan. And here we are over 10 hours now after it happened when the two planes that were flown apparently by terrorists. And there's a question there. Who are these people? Why did they did it? How organized was this? It certainly seems well orchestrated. But four passenger jets hijacked around the same time. Two crashed into the uh, World Trade Center, one at the Pentagon, and one crashed uh, southeast of Pittsburgh, apparently on the way to a target. That's something we simply don't know. But the outcome is that no doubt thousands of casualties, but no clear indication of just how many people died or were injured at this point. We do know it's a major disruption, as we've been hearing. The lower part of Manhattan virtually closed off without power and a lot of debris, a lot of dangerous situations. Let's get back to Matt Ward for an update on what the travel's like. Well, obviously, uh, you don't want to be driving around Manhattan, especially lower Manhattan this evening, and all those lower East River bridges and the Battery Tunnel, too, are closed off in both directions. Over at the Queensboro Bridge, you will be able to get uh, back to Queens. Same deal on the Midtown Tunnel, although the uh, Midtown Tunnel is allowing only the following vehicles, passenger vehicles, Vehicles, buses carrying only passengers and vans with see-through windows. And uh, coming into Manhattan, you can't do it. Midtown Tunnel, Queensboro Bridge. Thrasnick and Whitestone are open both ways. Triborough Bridge is still closed coming into Manhattan. George Washington Bridge across the Hudson. The upper level, three lanes are getting through. Coming back over to the Jersey side as I look in on our 1010 Winds Jam Cam Network. A lot of police presence over there as well. The Hudson River Tunnels were been closed off in both directions. And if you need to cross the Tappan Zee, live look at that bridge. It's uh, kind of busy crossing into Rockland County as I see it live. Airports are closed around the nation till midday tomorrow at the very least. Limited train service leaving town. Metro North long on the railroad. Jersey Transit. They've had uh, some load and go service out of Penn Station. And uh, the Staten Island Ferry has been running some outbound service. And we're back with more from Shadow shortly on 1010 All right. A lot of things are closed up. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Something's closed up for tomorrow and tonight. And also check with what's been going on in Washington, too, because as I mentioned, one of the planes went into the Pentagon where Donald Rumsfeld is not really saying the Secretary of State what the casualties are. We've had reports of maybe 100 people killed or wounded, but again, not too clear. And keep in mind that one of the, there was a plane with passengers on it that went crashing into it, and that was a plane that carried 58 passengers, four flight attendants, and two pilots. So there's death there alone. Now, uh, get an update from Al Jones, 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones. Al? Well, uh, Ralph, uh, the change in the guard down here is we have a number of, uh, not a number, we have a parade of emergency vehicles heading out, and and just as many going back in, uh, a lot of them I've noticed uh, from New Jersey, from Connecticut, from as far away as Pennsylvania, emergency vehicles coming here to help out in the uh, the rescue, recovery, and the cleanup effort. As a number of uh, people now have been here for uh, 12 hours, they're starting to run a little low, so they're kind of turning over the personnel, if you will. Also, a lot of machinery is moving into the, into the area, front-end loaders and uh, forklifts and those kind of things, as they're obviously going to start digging. But first, and they have to contend with the fire, which is still raging. There's still a huge plume of smoke that's billowing up from what used to be the world's largest office building complex. Eugene Foti works inside the Twin Towers. He was there when the plane struck, and he was outside when the first tower started to crumble and fell. Not anymore, but, but you see a building that's 101 feet, I mean, 101 stories, just dropped like, like a stack of pancakes. It's, 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 I've, never, I've never thought I'd see the day. 
Cody, with shock and disbelief, looks down the street here and sees nothing. Where once stood these huge towers, these monuments to lower Manhattan, now there's nothing but a plume of smoke. And two landmarks in New York are virtually gone. Ralph? It's hard to believe, is it not? You and I talked earlier that you thought those would be something that would be there the rest of our lives. You know, it's, you think of it, you think of the towers, you think of the Empire State Building, you think of the Statue of Liberty. These are like constants in your life in New York. I mean, you can always look from 50 miles around the city. You can look and see the lights on top of the World Trade Towers. And to think now that, that they're, they're just gone. I mean, both buildings, along with uh, number seven, which, as you mentioned, a 47-story building that was in the shadow of those two, and that's gone, too. And uh, it's just amazing to, to look down there and to see nothing but, uh, well, to see nothing. Yes, at a very costly price, of course. I don't mean just the buildings, but obviously the people inside. Right, and that's the, I think that's the part that right now people uh, are focusing on the buildings because there's this unknown. We don't know how many people were inside. We don't know how many. Obviously, the number is going to be staggering, but right now I think people are focusing on the physical aspect, and uh, that's going to have to wait. Yes, and we are still waiting, and it's going to be a while, perhaps. We may get some kind of indication from the mayor later on, but he's been very reluctant, and rightfully so, and has as a governor to make any kind of guesstimate and so on, because a lot of people may have got out or just weren't there or whatever, so it's hard to know how many people were inside. Uh, I mentioned a lot of things have been shut down tonight around New York, uh, and that's quite a natural thing. Let's get to Larry Cantor and find out some of those things that are closed. Well, you need a place to stay tonight? Good luck. Hotels are sold out. At least that's what we're hearing from around town, especially around the airports, you can imagine, because the airports are closed, so everybody was stranded there, and they went to the ones that are closest by. Even in Newark, downtown Newark. Uh, Larry, I'm going to interrupt here. We're going to go live to Washington. Right. John Ashcroft America is speaking. has experienced yeah. one of the greatest tragedies John Ashcroft, US ever Attorney witnessed General. on our soil. These heinous acts of violence are an assault on the security of our nation. They are an assault on the security and the freedom of every American citizen. We will not tolerate such acts. We will expend every effort and devote all the necessary resources to bring the people responsible for these acts, these crimes, to justice. Now is the time for us to come together as a nation to offer our support, our prayers for victims and for their families, for the rescue workers, for law enforcement officials, for every one of us that has been changed forever by this horrible tragedy. The following is a summary of the known facts surrounding today's incidents. American Airlines Flight 11 departed Boston for Los Angeles, hijacked by suspects armed with knives. This plane crashed into the World Trade Center. United Airlines Flight 175 departed Boston for Los Angeles, was hijacked and crashed into the World Trade Center. American Airlines Flight 77 departed Washington Dallas for Los Angeles, was hijacked and crashed into the Pentagon. United Airlines Flight 93 departed Newark for San Francisco, was hijacked and crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Crime scenes have been established by the federal authorities in New York, in Washington, D.C. area, in Pittsburgh, in Boston, and in Newark. The full resources of the Department of Justice, including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Immigration and Naturalization Service, the U.S. Attorney's Offices, the U.S. Marshals Service, the Bureau of Prisons, the Drug Enforcement Administration, and the Office of Justice programs are being deployed to investigate these crimes and to assist survivors and victim families. Thousands of FBI agents in all of the field offices across the country and in the international legat offices assisted by personnel from other Department of Justice agencies are cooperating in this investigation. The FBI has established a website where people can report any information about these crimes. That address is www.ifccfbi.gov. That address again, www.ifccfbi.gov. IFCCFBI.gov. Individuals can report 
any information they know about these crimes to that website. It takes courage for individuals to come forward in situations like this, and I urge anyone with information that may be useful and helpful to authorities to use this opportunity. The Office of Victims of Crime has established a toll-free 800 number for family and friends of victims. They can call 800-331-0075 to leave contact information for a future time when more information is available, to find out information about a victim or to find out information about the rights of victims and the services available to victim survivors and victim families. The determination of these terrorists will not deter the determination of the American people. We are survivors, and freedom is a survivor. A free American people will not be intimidated, nor will we be defeated. We will find the people responsible for these cowardly acts, and justice will be done. Tommy. That is John Ashcroft, U.S. Attorney General, who gave a statement and turned away. And you may have heard most of it here live on 1010 Winds. He promised action. He talked of lives being changed forever, which we do know. And a lot of lives have been changed today forever here in New York and in Washington and elsewhere around the world, perhaps. He gave a listing of the flights uh, that uh, were hijacked and used for this uh, act of terror, massive act of terror today. Uh, crime scenes were established in the cities where the planes flew out of. And the thousands of FBI agents who gave a website number, I'll repeat it here, www www.ifcc.fbi.gov, a toll-free number for families of victims, 1-800, and I think I miswrote that, I wrote that incorrectly, so I won't give you that number right now to clarify it. But anyway, John Ashcroft saying we will not, uh, this will not deter the determination of the American people. We are survivors. We will not be intimidated. We'll find the people responsible, and justice will be done. The words of John Ashcroft, the U.S. Attorney General, we heard earlier from Donald Rumsfeld, who had not too much to say about terms of people injured at the Pentagon when one of those planes we just mentioned went into a side of the Pentagon. We do expect to hear from President Clinton, or President, I'm sorry, President Bush, an hour and a half from now, around 9 o'clock. We do expect further updates from Mayor Giuliani, too. We're also getting updates on what this has done to travel around New York because it has been a mess. And here's Matt Ward. Tell you, Ralph, it just looks very eerie looking at Times Square on our 1010 Winds Jam. Can network very little traffic at all uh, coming downtown along Broadway and uh, 7th Avenue. Obviously, you see some crosstown traffic, but not very much uh, going across down in the 40s area. And, of course, the uh, bridges and tunnels have been a big story as well. All the lower East River crossings are closed in both directions. Uh, Queensboro Bridge Midtown Tunnel open, but only going to Queens. And Manhattan Bad all shut down still. Throgneck White Donor Bank in business, but the Triborough Bridge is still closed into Manhattan. Across the Hudson River, George Washington Bridge, three lanes of traffic uh, slowly coming back to the Jersey side. Otherwise, the George Washington Bridge is closed both ways on the lower level, and the upper deck into Manhattan also closed down. We've seen some sporadic emergency vehicles and other Official vehicles crossing the George Washington Bridge and also heading through the uh, tunnels. But uh, Lincoln and Holland are closed down to all travelers in uh, both directions. Many mass transit problems remain on the subways around town and also no flights uh, in or out at any of the airports around the nation until noon tomorrow at the very least. Very sporadic service at uh, Metro North and Long on the Railroad out of town and Jersey Transit load and go service out of Penn Station. Ralph? All right, that is Matt Ward. He'll be back again. We've got continuing reports. We're giving these traffic reports every 10 minutes, as always, on 1010 Winds as we continue with our live coverage because it's affecting so many people trying to travel because travel has been so badly disrupted by this terrible day of terrorism here in the city of New York. Uh, live continuing coverage on 1010 Winds. I started to give a number that John Ashcroft had given for family of victims. It's a 1-800 number, 1-800-331-0075. That's uh, the bureau that helps victims or families of victims, 1-800-331-0075. It's been an awful day in Washington as well. A lot of fear. I mean, there was that awful crash of a plane into the Pentagon and then a lot of concern elsewhere in the Capitol. And things pretty well closed up. Let's get some more now, and we're going uh, to 1010 Winds reporter Doug O'Brien. Thank you, Ralph. At the Pentagon, there was a briefing a few moments ago from Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld. He said the U.S. is functioning in the face of the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon today. Rumsfeld made a point of saying 
saying he was at the Pentagon, the site of one of the attacks, the nation's defense secretary declaring the Pentagon will be in business as usual tomorrow. He did not talk about casualty figures from the airliner that crashed into the west side of that building. We have been working with a figure of about 100 killed and wounded. Uh, there has been no update of that. Rescue workers have begun bringing victims out of the west side of the building, indicating that the fire is under control. It is not out, however, because smoke is still seen coming from it. From the point where the plane hit on the west side of the building, several hundred yards north, there is clear evidence of fire, charred walls, broken out windows, and so forth. To the south of the contact point, the building appears to be intact and does not appear to be heavily damaged. That's based on what we can see. At that same Pentagon, a Pentagon briefing, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Harry Sh uh, Henry Shelton, called the terrorists responsible for the attacks fanatics and said the U.S. would, in fact, track them down. I think this is indeed a reminder of the, tragic, the tragedy and the tragic dangers that we face day in and day out, both here at home as well as abroad. I would tell you up front, I have no intentions of discussing today what comes next, but make no mistake about it, your armed forces are ready. Defense Secretary Rumsfeld was in his office when the aircraft that slammed into the Pentagon hit the opposite side. He had just run there after hearing of the Trade Center attack. President Bush arrived back in Washington a few moments ago to a, essentially a silent city. Washington, D.C., much like the lower part of Manhattan, has been closed down. A state of emergency has been declared, and all inbound traffic has been stopped. The president will address the nation tonight at 9. Rob? And that is Doug O'Brien with a further update, and we're going to get some word on some of the closings here in just a moment. Yes, Mayor Giuliani urging everybody to stay away from any area south of 14th Street tomorrow. As a matter of fact, urging everybody not to come into the city if you possibly can avoid it, to just stay home and take it like a snow day or something, but to avoid coming into the city. And, and the last word, we still had a major power outage in lower Manhattan. That was because of the fire at Seven World Trade Center, and in case you missed that, that has collapsed too, a 47-story building, part of the complex. Seven World Trade Center is now gone, as are the Twin Towers. A lot of things were closed up, including schools and theater and so on. Let's get some idea of just what the impact is in that department, and here's Larry Cantor. Well, Ralph, before I get to that, uh, we've been talking about the enormity of what happened today and, and about the casualties. We do have a first indication of what this might be like, the first estimate of the dead from the collapse. A vice president with the New York City Firefighters Union says 400 firefighters reached the scene early on, and he says maybe half of them are missing. He says we have entire companies that are just gone, and we're going to have to bury a lot of people. This is Mike Carter saying this. He's a vice president with the New York City Firefighters Union. Now, as for some things that are open and closed, hotels around the area, as we were saying before, it's going to be tough to find a place to stay tonight. Many of the hotels already are full. The Robert Treat Hotel in downtown Newark, 169 rooms. They were sold out by noon. And hotels, as you might expect, around the airports are full because all the airports are closed. People have nowhere to go. New York City schools will be closed tomorrow. And let me read you just part of a statement from the chancellor, Harold Levy. He says in consultation with the mayor, he's decided to close all public schools tomorrow. However, he's asking principals, assistant principals, guidance counselors, social workers, psychologists, and crisis teams to report to their schools tomorrow to prepare plans to respond to this tragedy. And that work will include coordinating crisis intervention, arranging for grief counseling services, and planning other support services for students and staff. And he says he expects schools will be open on Thursday. Catholic schools will be closed tomorrow. The New York Archdiocese closing all its schools tomorrow. However, spokesman Joseph Zwilling says schools outside of Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island will reopen on Thursday. He says schools within the city's boroughs might remain closed on Thursday. He just isn't sure right now, and he says he'll take his cues from city emergency officials. For tonight, Broadway is closed. No plays will be playing tonight, nor will the New York City Opera open its season tonight. And tomorrow, downtown, you can forget about trading stocks. The New York Stock Exchange, the uh, Amex, and the NASDAQ will all be closed tomorrow. Baseball games have been canceled for tonight, major and minor leagues. And the New York City primary... 
didn't take place today. At least some people were voting early on. And we don't know what will happen to the primary when that might be rescheduled. Ralph? That is Larry Cantor with an update. And uh, on 1010 Wins, our live continuing coverage of the terrible tragedy today unfolding about ten and a half hours ago when uh, two hijacked airliners with passengers aboard crashed into the sides of the Twin Towers and later the towers themselves collapsing. And in, at the Pentagon, as you've been hearing, too, on 1010 Wins, another hijacked plane crashed into part of that building with casualties, too. Elise Evers has uh, been covering some of the rescue efforts, and as we heard from Larry a short time ago, some of the rescuers themselves may be victims. But let's get the update now as we go live to Elise Evers. And Ralph, I'm at Harrison and Greenwich Streets, about five blocks up from Number 7 World Trade Center. And about ten minutes ago, the white billowing smoke that we've become unfortunately familiar with this afternoon... Yeah, we just lost Lisa here. Lisa, are you back there? We're seeing the water hoses from the fire department trying to continue to put out that blaze. And the scene here, we, we have uh, bulldozers trying to move in down closer to the scene of this terrible, terrible destruction. Firefighters from other areas around the, the tri-state area, Setauket. Uh, We've seen firefighters from Jersey City coming in here. And uh, medical personnel, doctors in their operating room outfits, walking in down to the, uh, trying to get in there to help people. Some of the workers that have come out of that area that have been at it all day trying to help rescue people. Yeah, we just had another drop out there. We'll get back to Lisa Ever. A little hard with communications with so much communicating going on in that area of lower Manhattan. Now, just to uh, give an update on travel, we've got Matt Ward back with us now. An update on travel. Our other reporters standing by will also find out just when the mayor might have more to say. And President Bush now, we're now told, will be speaking about an hour from now at 8.30. Live continuing coverage on 1010 Winds. Here's Matt Ward with an update on travel. Looking live at the George Washington Bridge on our 1010 Winds Jam 10 Network. They are running traffic on the upper level, leaving town in three lanes. The far right lane is still blocked off as I look at it live. The uh, rest of the Hudson River crossings, for all intents and purposes, are closed right now. Some sporadic emergency vehicles have made their way through the uh, Lincoln Tunnel. The cross Bronx is at an absolute standstill westbound side coming uh, past the Bronx River Parkway and heading up and beyond that point. Of course, pe people trying to get to the George Washington Bridge, which has only those three lanes open, getting back to New Jersey. Triborough Bridge is still shut down into Manhattan. Throgsneck and Whitestone are open. Queensboro Bridge Midtown Tunnel closed coming into Manhattan, but open back to Queens. And all the Lower East River bridges and the Battery Tunnel 2 are closed off in each direction as well. There's also been uh, closure of all the bridges to Staten Island uh, from New Jersey and the Verrazano Bridge has been, uh, well, they reopened that a while ago uh, for uh, cars uh, traveling across that span on the upper level. Lots of transit troubles too with us this evening, including limited service on Jersey Transit, uh, Metro North and Long Island Railroad out of the city, and of course, uh, no flights around the nation until midday tomorrow. I'm Matt Ward, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. Alright, Matt Ward on duty, keeping us up to date and checking again tomorrow morning of course to 1010 wins to see where we stand in this travel situation because some things may not change some of the closings and so on uh, Eileen uh, LaPommer's on duty downtown too and she's got some more for us well, Ralph, I'm, uh, Ralph, I'm standing on Church Street here, just a block north of Chambers Street, and it's uh, as if Lower Manhattan has disappeared, essentially lost in the cloud of thick black smoke that you've been hearing about that's just billowing up from what was the World Trade Center. Bulldozers are passing me by here every moment, and they're disappearing and presumably heading towards the rubble that was Tower 1, 2, and 7 World Trade Center. The only people still in the area here are volunteers, doctors, firefighters, and the National Guard. I did run into uh, Craig, though, on Worth Street, He's a security guard who uh, he's staying on detail tonight. And like many New Yorkers, he was going about his business when terror struck. Put my brother on the cell phone, and I was telling him he was looking at the news. I said, I didn't even know what the plane. I said, it's a, it's a bomb. He said, no, it's a plane. It's a plane. So as I'm talking to him, another, you know, plane hit. And that's when shrap metal and everything started coming down. I was also just talking to a member of the Red Cross who's on scene here, and she knows that she's going not going home anytime soon. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Winds, live on Church Street. And as Eileen sort of indicated, too, basically the downtown is being closed off below Canal. They don't want you down there. They're trying to get people out of that part of the area and, and lack of power, too, because of the fire at Number 7 World Trade Center, and that knocked out the lights in much of uh, lower Manhattan, at last word anyway, from Con Ed. Uh, 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Chuck on duty as well. He's been keeping up to date with the mayor and what the mayor's been telling us till now, and we're hoping to hear more from the mayor soon to give us some sense of just where we stand in this horrible operation that we're in. Glenn? 
Well, Ralph, there is a command center set up here in the Lower East Side. The mayor says he will give regular briefings throughout the night, so we'll be here. The main goal, he says, is to save life at this point. That's all they're concerned about, according to he and the governor. They're going to get in there and rescue as many people as they can, dead or alive. They're scrambling to get down there. We are told now that over 2,000 rescue personnel are in the area, and Police Commissioner Carrick said that 1,700 National Guard members now are expected. That's the number he gave me. And this is Police Commissioner Carrick talking now as steadfast as the mayor, looking very grief-stricken over the loss of life, not only of civilians, but of people in the NYPD as well. And, and I just want to extend my, uh, my personal thanks and gratitude to all the men and women in the police department and the fire department. Uh, we, took, uh, we took some heavy losses today. That's the Police Commissioner Ralph. Besides urging calm, the mayor says he wants no shows of hate or violence by New Yorkers. If it's proven who did this tragic act, he does not want people in the streets being upset. He wants to... See the world showing New Yorkers looking proud and not getting upset about this. As you mentioned, schools are closed Tuesday. I'll mention again, anywhere south of 14th Street is closed until further notice. And one other thing, Ralph, again, the mayor's office has asked that we again put out the phone number for medical help. They urgently need it. Nurses, doctors, EMTs, anyone that can get to a hospital in the city, 1-800-628-0193. And again, Ralph will be here at the mayor's office. We expect probably another briefing in another hour, hour and a half. Well, it's very hard even, Glenn, for the mayor to get information, I'm sure, because there's such chaos down there, and we also just don't really have solid information because of the depth of this tragedy. That's true, Ralph. You know, the, the mayor, again, I should point out, too, he looks completely completely wiped out by this. He has lost some personal friends. On uh, Evidently, one of the people on the plane uh, that crashed at the Trade Center, he knew. Uh, he's lost dozens of friends at the World Trade Center and at the Command Center. Uh, Juliet Papa was speaking earlier about the emergency bunker that has now been destroyed, and evidently there were loss of life there, too. Again, personal friends of the mayor, so um, he, he's feeling the pain that everyone else is feeling, and uh, again, we'll keep you updated as to what else he has to say. And that all the personal loss may apply to Governor uh, Pataki as well, because uh, his offices, a uh, governor has offices at the World Trade Center and a lot of other state offices there, too, and he indicated earlier that some of his staff uh, may be among the victims. Just an added note here, and picking up what Larry Cantor was telling us a short time ago, because there's a great deal of concern about firefighters and police officers who responded to the emergency, and then the towers collapsed. And um, one um, one fire officer is a vice president of the New York Firefighters saying that half of the 400 firefighters who first reached the scene may be dead. Now, this we don't know, but saying we have entire companies that are just missing. But there is a lot of confusion with all this. And added to that is just after 7 o'clock it was that some of the crew started heading into what they call ground zero of the terrorist attack. In other words, it's until now before they could really get in to start looking at the most damaged areas. Terry Sheridan has been at St. Vincent's Hospital. There had been a stream of people for some time. That slowed up a little bit. Let's see where we are now. Terry? Ralph, Terry here in front of St. Vincent's Hospital. They have humongous floodlights flooding 7th Avenue at 11th Street. There's no ambulances. There's just hundreds of doctors waiting on the sideline, uh, on the sidewalk, just for any ambulance to come. But there has not been one ambulance coming, I would say now, coming up to an hour and a half. What I've seen occasionally is a motorcycle cop come up, pick up a doctor. doctor would jump on the back of the motorcycle, grab onto the cop. They would speed downtown. Um, we have seen other ambulances drive by, again, heading south. Uh, ambulances from from Rockland County, from Orange County, from Long Island, from New Jersey, and they would just speed by the hospital uh, and then head straight down 7th Avenue going towards the World Trade Center. Uh, St. Vincent's Hospital has asked that if you are a medical professional and you were thinking about volunteering tonight, not yet, not at St. Vincent's anyway, they say they have more than enough doctors for tonight. Where they're going to get hammered is tomorrow morning when... The doctors who have been working all day are going to be exhausted. That's when they say they're going to need help, so that's when you should call and volunteer your time if you're already not on station. Terry Sheridan, 1010 wins live at St. Vincent's. Well, as you pointed out, Terry, this is a major medical mobilization in the city of New York. All the city hospitals involved, hospitals in Nassau, and a lot of people are taken to New Jersey. It's a major, major effort. It, it, that, that it is, and it's, it's just amazing to see how everyone is... is, is, is jumping into the fray. When I first got here, there were over 500 people lined up uh, beneath placards that had their blood type to donate blood. Uh, city buses were, were into uh, ferrying both workers and, and the injured back to hospital, and they had the regular bus drivers uh, driving the bus, so they weren't highly paid. They weren't the police or the, the specialists, but they were volunteering, shuttling people back and forth the city. So, yes, it is a major mobilization. Uh, Terry Chardon uh, from St. Vincent's Hospital. And uh, let's go live now to 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones. Al? Well, we just seem to have lost Al. Let's see. Al, are you there? 
Oh, okay, we don't have Al there. Uh, we do expect to hear from President Bush in about an hour's time. They mentioned 8.30. That could change. At one time, it was 9 o'clock. The president was uh, out of Washington when this was happening today. There was a great deal of concern about his safety, but he was quickly taken care of by the Secret Service in Florida. He was flown to, uh, to a military base in Louisiana, a secured base, they called it, then to Omaha. He has now returned within the last hour to Washington, and we will get the speech from the president. And uh, we heard from Donald Rumsfeld, the Secretary of State, not really giving too much information about what happened at the Pentagon, where one of the passenger jets crashed into the Pentagon. And uh, we heard a short time ago as well from uh, John Ashcroft, the uh, U.S. Attorney General, saying uh, thousands of FBI and other government personnel are now on the job dealing with this. He said that justice will be done. This is a worldwide story, of course, and uh, from Israel, 1010 wins the Middle East correspondent Jay Bushinsky. Israel is taking extensive precautions against a replay of the New York and Washington disasters here. Its airspace has been closed to all commercial aviation, with the exception of the national air carriers, El Al, and the two main domestic airlines. All of Israel's overland border crossings to neighboring Jordan and Egypt have been sealed. And although there's been no announcement for obvious security reasons, the Israeli Air Force and other armed units are on a high state of alert. While these measures were being taken, the Israeli public was in shock, stunned by the dimensions of the terrorist catastrophe in the United States. Jay Bushinsky, 10 in wins in Tel Aviv. And added to that, Israeli tanks and bulldozers have gone back into the West Bank town of Janine. Uh, that'll be early Wednesday or early tomorrow for us. Al Jones back on the line, Al. Well, you know, it was the first uh, hour or so after the explosion and collapse of the Twin Towers that we really saw a lot of strange things here in lower Manhattan. We saw ash that looked like a, an avalanche and the Swiss Alps just come pouring up West Broadway. Uh, it was ash, it was dirt, it was smoke, it was uh, paper, all mixed in, swirled in, all coming from the collapse of the towers. And folks like uh, Tom Colden were uh, totally covered in ash, stumbling down the street. He was at his desk on the 64th floor of One World Trade Center when the plane hit and the ceiling started to fall in. What was it like up there on your floor? Was it just pandemonium? No, firefighters for leading him and others out. He says two of them with flashlights formed a conga line and uh, led them down the stairs and out the building. And Colden says those two firefighters saved his life and he only hopes that they managed to save their own. Well, that is uh, one of the big fears that we have tonight. Not only the civilians who are in those buildings, but a lot of the rescuers, the police and firefighters and emergency workers who showed up on the scene, that they too may have become victims as they went into those buildings and were outside those buildings too when they collapsed. 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones there. Back we go to Matt Ward, though. Another update on a lot of these travel problems brought on by today's terrorism. Well, well the Cross Bronx Expressway, Ralph, is uh, at a standstill on the westbound side, as I see it live on our jam cam, coming through the Bronx River Parkway. But interestingly enough, further up the line over by the Deegan, I don't see any traffic on the cross Bronx, so at some point it's closed uh, before you get up towards the major Deegan area, and then you get up to the George Washington Bridge, and I do see traffic slowly crossing the upper level in three lanes coming back over to the Jersey side. That's the only Hudson River crossing that is open right now. I've seen some emergency vehicles going through the Lincoln Tunnel from time to time, and up at the Tappan Zee, uh, further up to Hudson, that uh, venue is open, but very heavy traffic, especially crossing back into Rockland County. Across the East River, all the lower East River crossings are still closed. Uh, Midtown Tunnel, Queensboro Bridge are closed to Manhattan, but open to Queens. Triborough Bridge is still shut down into Manhattan, and the uh, Throsnick and Whitestone are open either way. Transit troubles continue on all the trains, especially Metro North and Long on the Railroad. Limited service out of Manhattan. Jersey Transit operate on a load-and-go uh, basis uh, leaving town, and all the airports, of course, closed until midday tomorrow around here and around the nation. I'm Matt Ward, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Wednesday. And we'll continue to keep you up to date every 10 minutes on the travel situation. A full recap tomorrow morning as we restart the day and reassess where we are. A lot of things are not happening. We've had a lot of closings related to uh, this terrible terrorism today at the World Trade Center. Let's get an update, and here's Larry Cantor. Well, one of the closings, the biggest one, is Lower Manhattan. Everything below 14th Street will remain closed tomorrow. That hasn't just been a closed zone. It's been sort of a silent zone. We aren't hearing much about the dead. However, some people are talking now, some officials. Mike Carter, the vice president of the Firefighters Union, estimating that half of the 400 firefighters who were first on the scene may be dead. He says entire companies are missing. Cardinal Edward Egan administered last rites to a dozen victims and said firefighters and police were dead in great numbers. Emergency medical service worker Louis Garcia 
says initial reports indicated that bodies were buried beneath two feet of soot on streets around the Trade Center. And he says a lot of the vehicles were running over bodies because they're all over the place. Again, the uh, city will remain closed tomorrow below 14th Street, and Mayor Giuliani is asking that uh, even if you live or work above 14th Street, you should probably stay home tomorrow unless you absolutely have to go to work. New York City schools will be closed, the same with uh, Catholic schools in the city. However, Catholic schools outside of uh, Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island are set to reopen on Thursday. And uh, also tonight... Broadway shows have all been canceled, and the New York City Opera season opener also canceled, and Wall Street will remain closed for tomorrow. Ralph? That is Larry Cantor with an update. In just a moment, Doug O'Brien will give us some insight, too, on other things happening around the world or in Washington, whatever, just some of the latest details that are going on. There was some firing in uh, Kabul, Afghanistan, something going off near the airport there, and uh, some speculation the U.S. might have something to do with that, but the U.S. said no. It was an internal situation going on among the Afghanis. And, uh, but the basic story here in New York is the rescue workers are now going into the most dangerous areas uh, just in, during the last hour or so, apparently, and we may have better indication of where we stand, but... Uh, we really don't know how many people died today at the Twin Towers. There's been no real speculation except the figure could well into the thousands of people killed or injured. We know maybe roughly 3,000 people have been treated so far. Some of those were perhaps the less seriously injured because they're able to walk out and so on. So we just really don't know the magnitude of this. But we do keep in mind that both towers are gone now. And uh, World uh, Trade Center Building Number 7 is gone too. That had caught on fire as well. Uh, Doug O'Brien, what have you got for us? Uh, well, Ralph, we can recap the situation in Washington right now. The Pentagon is up and running despite the fact that a jet hit it this morning and destroyed part of the western wall and western entire western section of the Pentagon building. It's believed about 100 people were either killed or injured there. However, that is uh, figure is not confirmed by any means, and Donald Rumsfeld, the defense secretary, would not confirm it either. He said that uh, he made a point of saying, actually, that he was in the Pentagon at the time he was talking, and the nation's defense secretary declared the Pentagon will be in business tomorrow. Uh, however, it's not clear whether Washington itself will be business uh, in business tomorrow. A state of emergency has been declared there, and all inbound traffic has been blocked. The entire federal government went home today uh, early, not long after the attack on the Pentagon, and the entire 8,300 building inventory of the federal government was closed. 250,000 federal workers sent home. We don't know at this point, as I said, whether any of those will be open tomorrow, nor what the status of Washington generally will be. President Bush has returned to Washington after being shunted from Florida to Louisiana and Nebraska. Uh, that was a safety precaution. He will address the nation approximately 8.35, or 8.30, I should say, although we don't, the White House has advised that that, um, time could change. Also at the White House, U.S. Attorney General John Ashcroft said the full resources of the Department of Justice are being deployed to investigate today's attacks. These heinous acts of violence are an assault on the security of our nation. They're an assault on the security and the freedom of every American citizen. We will not tolerate such acts. We will expend every effort and devote all the necessary resources to bring the people responsible for these acts, these crimes, to justice. Ashcroft said a special website had been established where any information about the crimes can re be reported. That's www.lettersifccfbi.gov. There's also a telephone number, one 800 Three three one zero zero seven five. Fire is apparently still burning in the Pentagon, though it's not nearly as serious as it was. It appears to be under control now because rescuers are bringing people out of the damaged part of the building. It's not known how much longer it will take to put the fire out completely. One of the people on board the aircraft that hit the Pentagon, American Airlines Flight 77, was Barbara Olson, the wife of the Solicitor General for the United States. She's also a former congressional staffer and Republican Party activist. She had made at least two cell phone calls to her husband telling him that the plane had been hijacked. Ralph?
That is Doug O'Brien and one of the other flights of Flight 93, the United that flew out of Newark heading for San Francisco, the one that crashed in western Pennsylvania, uh, southeast of uh, Pittsburgh. Another man there had made a cell phone call saying we're being hijacked, we're being hijacked. We um, got some more indications now about how devastating this is and is going to be. A firefighter union official said as many as 200 firefighters are missing and may have been killed in the fire today in the collapse. A police source says 78 police officers are missing and fear dead. And this, unfortunately, is just the beginning of the story. And as far as that goes, as far as the search, it's really just the beginning. And covering that part of our story, 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers. And Ralph, I'm here on uh, Harrison Street in Greenwich, about four or five blocks up from World Trade Center Building Number 7. This is one of the staging areas for the rescue effort that continues at this time. And there's almost a sense of hope when we do see one ambulance come out with the sirens on, the lights blaring, making way to traffic, a sign that there was somebody being brought out with a hope that they would uh, survive this terrible, terrible tragedy. What's happening is there are firefighters uh, from all over the tri-state area. I've seen firefighters from Jersey City, Center Reach, Bethpage, Massapequa, many of the Hempstead, West Hempstead, many of the communities have come forward to help out the firefighters here in New York City. And I've got to tell you, when you see, the, when you see our guys that have been in there all day since the morning, they come out covered in dust, they go back to the trucks, and they just stand Stunned in exhaustion and stunned also at what some of them have been telling me have been the, the really grisly and gruesome sights that they have encountered in that area. And what's happening now also, we've seen bulldozers coming in to try and help with the rescue efforts. There have been crews on foot of doctors and nurses going in. And uh, also th there have been uh, crews as well of volunteers just with shovels that have been uh, going in there to try and help with the digging and with the, re with the research with the uh, research effort, and uh, it's just been an amazing sight. It's incredible to look down towards where the World Trade Center used to be at this time of night. It would usually be a, a very sparkling, glittering scene, a light. It is pitch black. There is still smoke coming out that we can see from World Trade Center building number 7, and also many of these apartment buildings in this area are completely without power. I spoke earlier with Andrea. She cannot get back into her building. My whole life is in that apartment. And I didn't want to give you that table, a little problem there, but she said that uh, she's trying to get back into her apartment. She has pets there, very concerned. It's also a scene of uh, a slow, slow type of evacuation. Many residents, of course, already left this area earlier today, but some are walking out with backpacks, uh, suitcases on wheels, plastic bags with whatever belongings they can get to get out of here. Con Ed workers around, uh, around the scene also trying to make sure that there's no repercussions in terms of the gas mains. But there's a very, very active rescue mission, uh, rescue situation that's going on right now. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from Harrison Street in Greenwich in Lower Manhattan. And for many of those rescuers, it's still a very dangerous situation as well. Now lock it into 1010 Winds, our live continuing coverage. We do expect to hear from the president in the next hour or so and maybe another update from Mayor Giuliani. Uh, but with the part we really haven't got to in this terrible story is uh, how bad the toll may be. And we are sure that uh, hundreds of people must have died because of the number of people in the two twin towers at 9 o'clock in the morning, right at the beginning of the business day. But it could be in the thousands. We simply don't know at this time, and, and no one does know at this time. Let's get back to Matt Ward with another update on the changing travel situation. Cross Bronx Expressway, Ralph, is uh, looks to me like it's closed. I don't see any traffic at all uh, over the Major Deegan uh, either way on the Cross Bronx Expressway. And uh, yet, if you look further out the line out by the Bronx River Parkway, it's at a standstill on the westbound side. So somewhere along the line, it appears as though the Cross Bronx Expressway is closed. I do know that at the George Washington Bridge, as I watch on our camera, the upper level is back in business. Three lanes of traffic slowly coming back over to the Jersey side. The right lane is closed off, uh, far right lane closed off. I do see some sporadic traffic coming into the city, the upper level. I, it appears to me like it might just be some emergency personnel coming across that span. We'll keep an eye on it let you know. The tunnels are still closed down either way and across the Lower East River. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Williamsburg Bridge, Battery Tunnel all remain closed. Queensboro Bridge and the Midtown Tunnel also shut down heading into Manhattan, but they are open going back out to Queens. And the Triborough Bridge is still closed Manhattan downside. The BQE West reported to be closed now from the LIE down to the Brooklyn the Battery Tunnel. And eastbound closed at the Battery Tunnel to the LIE. So no traffic on the BQE 
WWE heading through uh, those parameters as well. And the westbound belt is closed near Kennedy Airport with police activity traffic diverted to the service road. Mass transit troubles continue. Of course, no flights around the nation until midday tomorrow. Continuing uh, delays to be expected. Sporadic service Metro North long on the railroad, Jersey Transit, and on the subways around town. I'm Matt Ward. Shadow traffic on 1010 Wins. And again, we'll continue to keep you up to date every 10 minutes uh, right on through. And travel situation so important to so many people caught up in all this mess in Lower Manhattan and elsewhere because it has really spread well beyond Lower Manhattan. And check in again tomorrow morning for the very latest. Uh, 1010 Wins reporter Carol Dioria has been talking about uh, the great volunteer effort, how other people have pitched in to help others. The weary look on some of the faces of folks as they walk off the Brooklyn Bridge is in itself upsetting to see. The most pained look is on the faces of some of the volunteers. People like Brian Ramos and Ramik Mack. They had been working at a construction site on 14th Street when they just dropped what they were doing when the attack occurred and they started to walk south to help. It's nothing that you do for glory. You do because you feel it in your heart. We must have built at least good... Uh at least, I would say, two, three hundred stretches. And uh, they're still being made. And uh, those stretches, I don't really think they're going to be for pulling out anyone that's alive. They so said they actually got pretty close, and it was really upsetting to see the number of dead bodies. It was overwhelming. Carol Diori, a 10 wins at the foot of the Brooklyn Bridge in Brooklyn. Winds News Time 7.55, and now approaching about 11 hours after the tragedy began today. The uh, tragedy that has changed so many lives for so forever in New York City and elsewhere around the country. Uh, a lot of information around. We do have some numbers and other information for you. Let's get back to Larry Cantor. Well, we've been hearing lately uh, some numbers about the firefighters and police officers who are missing and feared dead. It's as many as 200 firefighters and 78 police officers. And you can only guess at how many other people, business people, people on the street who are just passing by who might be missing and dead. Uh, there are some numbers that you can call if someone you know is missing. The New York City Bureau of Labs has a number that you can call, 212-447-2998. That's 212-447-2998. This is for people searching for missing loved ones. Please call that number. There is a national number that you can call. Victims' families can call, and you can leave your contact number there, and they'll get back to you when they have something to tell you. And that number is 800-331-0075. 800-331-0075. For the people who may have known or been family of people who were on the American Airlines and United Airlines planes that were hijacked today, here are the numbers for those airlines. American Airlines, 800-245-0999. 800-245-0999. And United Airlines, 800-932-8555. 800-932-8555. We've also received some contact numbers for some of the companies from the World Trade Center and the surrounding buildings there. The Aon Corporation, AON, has a uh, contact number for employees and their families. It's 866-256-4154. 866-256-4154. Four one five four. Morgan Stanley's toll-free number is 888-883-4391. 888-883-4391. And Deloitte Touche, their toll-free number, 888-243-7666. 888-243-7666. Ralph? That is Larry Cantor with an update, and uh, just to let you know again where we stand, uh, almost 11 hours, or roughly 11 hours after the first attack, a plane's crashing into the side of uh, one of the towers of the World Trade Center, then another plane doing the same, and again, these were passenger planes, and Larry mentioned there are fears, at least one police force saying 78 police officers are missing, and the fire union officials saying as many as 200 firefighters might be injured. We do know there are some deaths, though, and those would be the people on the two planes that were used as the instruments of terror today. United Airlines flight uh, with 65 people on board. The other American Airlines flight, that one carried 92 people. At least that's just at the World Trade Center, not counting the plane that crashed into the Pentagon and the other plane, uh, Flight 93, that uh, crashed in Pennsylvania, western Pennsylvania. And that plane, uh, 93, carried 38 passengers. The one at Dulles uh, carried 58 passengers. 
Now, uh, here's more from 1010 Winds reporter Mona Rivera. New York City schools will be closed for at least one day in the wake of the World Trade Center attack, but not closed for everyone. Principals, assistant principals, psychologists, social workers all have been told to report to work to develop a grief counseling and crisis intervention plan. That's because some kids saw the World Trade Center towers collapse. Others, like nine-year-old Tevin Taylor of PS58 in Court Street in Brooklyn, may have been traumatized. He saw smoke filling his classroom and immediately felt scared. I was thinking about my mother, that if she's okay, because of the smoke spread around everywhere, because it'll win. You saw the smoke and heard what was going on? Well, I haven't heard what was going on, but the man, the janitor at school, he said to close the windows because the smoke, it will come in. This is the kind of memory affecting school kids which may require counseling, so crisis teams will be on hand when schools reopen on Thursday. Mona Rivera, 1010, wins news. Let's get back to Doug O'Brien for more information. Doug? U.S. intelligence has intercepted communications between Osama bin Laden supporters discussing the attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. That comes from Utah Senator Orrin Hatch, the top Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Hatch also said law enforcement has data possibly linking one person on one of the four ill ill-fated flights to bin Laden's organization, but that's all he would say. Government and industry officials said at least one flight attendant and two passengers called from three of the planes as they were being forced down in New York and Washington. We've talked about the passengers already, but the flight uh, flight attendant uh, calling also is new. Each of those individuals described very similar circumstances. The callers indicating hijackers armed with knives and in in some cases stabbing flight attendants took control of the planes and forced them down toward the ground. Ralph? That is Doug O'Brien with an update on the intelligence part of this ongoing story. We have a full recap coming right up, including the latest travel information on this day of terror in New York and at the Pentagon. You're listening to continuing coverage on 1010 Winds, WINS New York, and Infinity Broadcasting Station. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.